and off his box, a box of chocolates. Would I eat them anyway? Cause every time I have half a mind to leave you, babe, that means I have half a mind to stay. But I ain't leaving. This is Mike. Hi, this is Pandora's Lunchbox, a show about food and culture every Thursday evening at 6.30. Did I say my name is Mike? Well, it still is. Show about food and culture? Yeah, covered that too. I think I'm disoriented because this song I'm about to play for you is one that I'm stunned that I have lived my entire life without. But there was a before and after moment, and now it's the after. Not the afterlife. But this is the meters and chicken strut. If you've ever seen a chicken strut, then I think you will definitely appreciate this one. If you haven't, you will want to see one. Here's the meters and chicken strut. I tell you, that's the meters and chicken strut lives up to its name, wouldn't you say? Now for some chicken-specific news from Grand Rapids. This is from the Associated Press. Gilda's Laugh Fest wants its rubber chicken record back. 
Okay. The annual Festival of Laughter in Western Michigan announced Wednesday that it will seek to regain the Guinness World Records mark for the largest rubber chicken toss during a March 10th festival kickoff at Calder Plaza in downtown Grand Rapids. Now, they're not talking about one very large rubber chicken that they're going to toss. They're talking about... Well, here's how it, here's how it goes. Laugh Fest set the record in 2011 by tossing 925 rubber chickens. That same year, the record was broken by a church in Canada with 999 rubber chickens. I don't know if that was the church of the rubber chicken, but it doesn't say here. Laugh Fest offers the mem- honors, excuse me, Laugh Fest honors the memory of comedian Gilda Radner, who died of ovarian cancer in 1989. Proceeds and donations from the festival support free emotional health care programs offered for children and adults living with cancer and grief through Gilda's Club Grand Rapids. Gilda Radner, also a WCBN alum from the 1960s. So the first 1,200 participants on March or March 10th will get a rubber chicken to toss. That's a lot of rubber chickens, and I'm just glad to let you know about that. Who else but WCBN? would let you know about those things, huh? Now, another thing that is speaking of joy, but also has a serious purpose. Next Wednesday, March 9th at 7 p.m. at the Yellow Barn, not a yellow chicken, but the Yellow Barn in Ann Arbor, is a benefit concert called Music Heals. The concert will benefit Project Heal, that project supported by the Center for Eating Disorders, dedicated to helping people with eating disorders. On the bill will be Joe Serapere, Emily Slumovitz, and Jacob Warren, Jay Steelstra, Raleigh Tussing, and Serge Van Der Voo, the Judy Banker Band, and other performers. All of those folks at the Project Heal Benefit called Music, Music Heals. It is at the Yellow Barn in Ann Arbor on Wednesday, March 7th at 7 p.m. Now, this is WCBN-FM Ann Arbor. I'm still Mike, and we're going to talk a little bit about maple syrup because this is a good time of year to talk about it. First of all, because well, it tastes pretty good any time of year, but in a time of year with uh, with the hunger, hunger y'all get there in this time of year, you're, you're hankering for comfort food. You know, maple syrup is, is a mighty good thing to have. And um, we're going to play a little song to do with that in just a second here as soon as i can get the cd player to uh to talk to me hello cd player arthur how you doing want to play this song it says yes this is a little song by bob wills and this is called sugar moon this is bound to make sense in a few moments Sugar cane time, along around about June. I'll be walking with sugar neath the old sugar moon. Gonna drop her a line, all line to expect me soon. Say I'm craving some sugar neath the old sugar moon. I can see her right now. She get the calendar down, scratch a circle around the day we're altar bound. When it's sugar cane time. Along around about June, wedding bells will be chiming neath the old sugar moon. Ah, Kelso. 
When the sugar moon shines long around about June, I'll be walking with sugar neath the old sugar moon. All the kisses I've missed, I'll be getting them soon. Sugar kisses from sugar neath the old sugar moon. I'm a dreaming sweet dreams of all the loving I'll give. I get back to my past. Lordy, how I'll fret till the sugar cane time. Long around about June. I know what you mean. I'll be walking with sugar. I'm sugar moon. I promised that song would make sense, and I promise it will. So why am I playing a song about around about June in March? First of all, because I'm hopeful that it will be summer soon. But also because it's about a sugar moon, which rhymes with soon and June and spoon and croon. And uh, where was I? That's Bob Wills and his Texas Playboys from a collection of the essential Bob Wills, 1935 to 1947. So says here in the current magazine... Part of the Hudson Mills Interpretive Events programs will feature Journey to the Sugar Bush. Participants will be taken through the maple syrup making process right here in Washtenaw County. Mark Irish will serve as a guide with a talk on the history of maple sugaring and a hike to a stand of maple trees to collect sap. Is the snow still gently falling? That just seems like a good maple syrupy kind of a sight to see, you know. Then it's off to the evaporator to turn it into syrup. See how the breakfast, how the best breakfast food is made. All-you-can-eat pancake and sausage breakfast. Anyway, you can see all the details at uh, metroparks.com. All of this happening at Hudson Mills Metro Park. It's going to be on Saturdays and Sundays now through March 17 at 10 a.m., 11 a.m., and noon. And so you see, this is the time for maple. I've got some maple facts here from Wikipedia now. Here's where we get back to the sugar moon. Although he was talking about uh, the sugar moon in June, it says here, Aboriginal tribes developed rituals around sugar making in the U.S., celebrating the sugar moon, which is in fact the first moon of spring. The next sugar moon is actually good is actually on March 23rd. I checked that out. Sugar moon, also known as the worm moon, which is not nearly as delicious, but good for the soil. The sugar moon coming up on March 23rd. Indigenous peoples living in northeastern North America were the first groups known to have produced maple syrup and maple sugar. Many aboriginal dishes replaced the salt traditional in European cuisine with maple syrup or sugar instead of salt. Mm. Some more factoids. Maple syrup is is generally devoid of micronutrient content. You know, that's nutrition that's really, really tiny. Except for zinc and manganese, zinc contributes 44% of the daily value. Manganese, 157% of the daily value per 100 grams of syrup or 3.5 ounces consumed. Lots of zinc and manganese in maple syrup, so just have a seat and guzzle it down. Maples can continue to be tapped for sap until they are over 100 years old. And here's, here's something else you need to know. In the U.S., a syrup must be made almost entirely from maple sap to actually be labeled as maple, though states such as Vermont and New York have more restrictive de- definitions. Let's go north to Canada for a second, okay? Let's do that. We're traveling to Canada. Did you know maple syrup in Quebec is typically sold in cans? Huh. 
In Canada, maple syrup must be made entirely from maple sap, a key difference. And syrup must have, most importantly, get this, a density of 66% on the BRICS scale to be marketed as maple syrup. Get your slide rules out. You can measure that right now. Quebecois sometimes refer to imitation maple syrup as syrup de poteau, also known as pole syrup, a joke referring to the syrup having been made by tapping telephone poles. Mm-mm. And this is, this is very fun here. Agriculture Canada has developed a flavor wheel that details 91 unique flavors that can be present in maple syrup. The flavors are divided into families including vanilla, milky, fruity, floral, spicy, foreign deterioration or environment. Yes, I'll have some foreign deterioration or environment syrup, please. Maple. Yes, maple is an example of maple flavor. Confectionery. Plants, plants, forest, humus, cereals. That's is that one category? Plants, forest, humus, cereals. Yum. Herbaceous or ligneous. Sounds ligneous. So now one more note here on the cultural significance of maple syrup and maple sugar. They were used during the American Civil War and by abolitionists in the years prior to the war. Why? Because most cane sugar and molasses were produced by southern slaves. So they'd rather use maple syrup and maple sugar. Because of food rationing during the Second World War, people in the Northeast U.S. were encouraged to stretch their sugar rations by sweetening foods with maple syrup and maple sugar. And recipe books were printed to help housewives enjoy this alternative source. Lots of facts about maple, and you can find out more by going to Hudson Mills Metro Park. Saturdays and Sundays, now through March 17th at 10 a.m., 11 a.m., and and noon to go for a little walk, a hike into a stand of maple trees, collect sap, and lots of other stuff there at the Hudson Mills Metro Park. Information on that is at metroparks.com. The website is, in fact, that simple. This is Pandora's Lunchbox. It's just about a quarter to seven. Our rope will be here to help us to face the music, which seems like why it wasn't that long ago when he helped us to do that, but he's going to be back to do that in 15 minutes. In the meantime, all this talk is getting me kind of hungry. Not hangry. This is different. Hungry. sneaky CD player. Oh boy. When she wants love, when she loves food, she's hungry. Here we go. I 
Now that's more like it. Actually, the first one was a song about food, too. But I, I promised I would be hungry and that you would also be hungry. And so we were all hungry. The first song was called When She Wants Good Lovin', My Baby Comes to Me. We heard half of that or about twelve five twelves of it. And then Hungry, both by the Coasters, a little after their hit-making career, but from a collection called What Is the Secret to Your Success? on the Mr. R&B record label. And these are songs from 1957 to 1964. And as you might expect, the CD was printed in Czechoslovakia, it says here. This is Pandora's Lunchbox now with the next food item, the next item in the food news. This from Palm Beach, where it's nice and warm, unless it's got freezing rain. A U.S. Farm Workers Coalition is suing Palm Beach, alleging that the wealthy town's ordinances effectively bar the group from its constitutional right to hold a protest near the home of a billionaire fast food executive. The Coalition of Immokalee Workers wants a federal judge to allow a demonstration on March 12th near the home of Wendy's Company Board Chairman Nelson Peltz. So they can pelt him with rocks and garbage. No, that's not in there. At issue is the company's refusal to pay a penny-per-pound fee for its tomatoes to supplement some farm workers' wages. The coalition says that while Palm Beach's ordinances expressly permit demonstrations, others that prohibit banners and amplified speech are an effective ban. Palm Beach officials say they will allow the demonstration if the coalition follows town rules. So there you go. This is actually some even more relevant news to a lot of people. This in, actually this this came out on Monday. This is news from the Associated Press. Pregnant women and parents using the WIC program, Women, Infants, and Children's program, will have an easier time buying food at the grocery store. The Agriculture Department has announced it will require states to transition from paper vouchers to electronic cards over the next five years. WIC will now use the same type of electronic benefits transfer cards used by food stamp recipients. About half of the nation's infants benefit from WIC. The program offers grants to states to give food vouchers to low-income pregnant women, women who have recently given birth, and infants and children up to age 5 who are found to be at nutritional risk. The programs cover only a handful of nutritional foods, such as whole grains, low-fat dairy, and fruits and vegetables. 
Let's take a break now to go to the grocery. This is another food song. This is really a food song with no words. This is Cabbage Alley. It's the meters. They're back. Well, I said it would be without words, and I lied. Isn't that refreshing? That was the meters and Cabbage Alley. Well, there are no words about fish. Did I say fish? I'm, I'm jumping the gun here. I'm, I'm like a salmon leaping over a waterfall. Where am I going with this? That was Cabbage Alley by the meters 
the amazing meters of New Orleans, both songs from the anthology on Rhino Records. So the reason I started talking about fish is because found object fish, that's why. There's a fellow named Stephen Palmer who makes different kinds of found object fish. He takes objects and creates really imaginative, colorful fish out of them. I can't even describe it to you, but through March 13th at the University Hospital Main Corridor Floor 2 in the Gifts of Art Gallery, you can see some of these found object fish created by Stephen Palmer, really colorful, creative mixed media. And I'm looking at the website of Running Dog Studio and saying, wow. So you might want to go there and just to say, wow. That's at University Hospital, main corridor, floor two. See that See that stuff? Look at that. It's pretty amazing. Wow. Yeah, what Arwolf said. And now the latest cheese news to wrap things up. Uh, the latest on guilty pleas by two Pennsylvania companies and an official who sold mislabeled grated cheese. Ungrateful they were. A woman and two eastern, western, hello, Pennsylvania cheese firms, her family controls, have pleaded guilty to run-on sentences, to mislabeling grated Parmesan and Romano that contained only other cheeses and, most deliciously, filler made from wood pulp. Mm-mm. A federal judge didn't immediately set a sentencing date for Michelle Murder and her slippery rock companies. Slippery, huh? International packing and universal cheese and drying. Under the plea, each company will forfeit a half a million dollars, and according to her attorney, she's likely to receive probation. Murder was charged. Murder. <laughs> murder was charged with murder. Whoa. Murder was charged with aiding and abetting the introduction of misbranded and, uh, and adulterated food into interstate commerce. The law holds the company officially responsible, holds the company official responsibly, whenever or not they know about the wrongdoing. The words are flying out of my mouth like so many mixed-media fish. This has been Pandora's Lunchbox. It's time for me to close my jaws and end things with a, a little postcard from Holland here. Coming up at 7, it's Faith and Pace the Music. <laughs> Face the Music. It's just a few minutes on WCBN-FM Ann Arbor. Here is Mr. Adrian Ballou and a postcard from Holland. And this is also doubling as your dessert. Thank you for listening. I've been Mike. Keep on doing that. Never stop, okay? In Holland there is a table in front of me With cafe au lait and some kind of cookie Outside the window There's a wide and gentle canal Two swans swimming in it In their mirror images They must be in love The handsome Holland people Ride ecological bikes Or sometimes their dogs Might take them along for a hike I stood by the tall ships and stepped in some old Dutch stuff. It began to rain, a strange enchanted mist, and I love the cookies here.
That note they ended, and on, you know, Mike, I was. It was really fun to uh, to actually be here for your entire show. So often I'm slogging over from uh, Central Campus and getting myself together for uh, for this show, and I don't always hear Mike's. Uh, I always wish I could hear every moment of Mike's show the way I did tonight. What really astonished me was Mike's ability to um, do that entire reading about maple syrup. And to be able to keep using his mouth all throughout that recitation, I'm not quite sure how he managed to do that. It was uh, it was incredible. So um, it's seven o'clock. This is WCBN FM Ann Arbor, and it's time for Face the Music. I have selected for this week a whole lot of records from the 1920s and 30s, and a couple from the 40s. And I just hope this helps you to feel better. It's been very stressful times. People are uh, generally in this country, it seems like everybody's on edge. I mean, we usually are anyway because we don't eat properly and we consume too much sugar and caffeine and alcohol and things like that. But lately, uh, I think the media and the, uh, the political posturing that's going on has really got people feeling uptight. So I just thought I'd I'd bring in a record from 1916 that was made over in London by a, uh, an, an African-American group which was uh, playing at Ciro's Club. Unfortunately, they are billed on the record as Ciro's Club Coon Orchestra. But this is the uh, pseudo-Hawaiian hit of uh, of the early 20th century, Yakahula Hikidula, and it just seems like a nice way to um, to open up and invite you to just relax with me and let's just enjoy some old records together and try and feel better. Take some deep breaths and uh, maybe just elevate the spirit just a little bit. Face the music in a, uh, in a positive vibe. <laughs> 